0: Hello, boys and girls. <laughs> Welcome to Brat Life, a weekly podcast where we discuss everything from drama to trauma with a healthy dose of self awareness. I'm your host, Cheyenne Perry. Whether you're on your commute, binging the show, or you're a first time listener, I invite you to take this time to tune in and be a little bratty today. Listen, how are you guys doing? I am a trash monster, and I'm recording this today before it comes out, you know? It's fine, though, because I have a lot of stuff to talk to you about. So, I've been a busy bench. I've been booked and busy, TM, TM, tim, TM, TM, TM and I was traveling, so I was in Hilton Head, like, Sunday through Wednesday of this past week, um, and I didn't have a chance to record an episode before I left, and I was like, I'll do it when I get back, but then I was super busy, so here we are, bitch, but we're getting it done, that's all that matters. I'm sorry, you're not a bitch, you're very nice. Uh... But yeah, I was there for a shoot. It was great. It was like, uh, it was so great to like be in the sun. I woke up every morning to the sunrise and to the sounds of the ocean, which like the alleged sounds of the ocean, cause y'all know a bitch can't hear, but like I could open my balcony door and then see the ocean and hear it. And it was so, so gorgeous. It was so restorative. And it was really just so good for my soul. Even though it was a work trip, um, it was my first like solo shoot. So it was a baby first shoot, okay. And then um, that was cool because I felt very, uh, just like empowered and I felt like, hopefully I did a good job. I felt equipped to do it on my own, which is always a cool thing to feel like you know what you're doing. And even just thinking like a year ago, Um, I was in such a different place with my job than I am now that it was just, like, a cool thing to see that come to fruition. Um, and, like, a year ago, I was, like, literally crying at my desk because I had no idea what my job was or what I was supposed to be doing, and now I feel like I'm in it, you know? So... That was cool. I had a great time. We had a little downtime, so I hopped my sweet little bod right into that ocean, and I got some time to write, and it was just really beautiful, I am grateful for that, and before I left, I got my house all clean, so I got to come home to a clean house, which is always fun, um, and I don't know if I've talked about this before on here, but I have just, like, bonkers... Times I am constantly in situations. I just bought a shirt that said I am constantly in situations and I am obsessed with it and I can't wait to get it. Um, it is very true. But I always have fucking weird stories either in airplanes or at airports. Like crazy people always sit beside me. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about my little cherub face that people just tell me all of their secrets. I'm like Gretchen Wieners. Like... I just am like oh hello how are you like when I sit down to be polite and people literally even if I don't say hello people just lash on to me and tell me either they either tell me their life story or they hit on me the entire plane ride and I'm not even saying that like I'm so hot or like no no like I don't know what it is something about the cabin pressure's too low or something but like the past two plane rides i've been on for work trips i have gotten hit on the first time the guy like literally lifted up the armrest and by the end of it was trying to like hold my hand and i was like baby boy what the fuck (laughs) and the second time this past one the guy first of all took man spreading to truly a new level like you know sometimes people will like commandeer the armrest which is fine, whatever, but he was over the armrest into my space, and on top of that, they, like, changed my, uh, seating arrangement, I guess, because they had to balance out the seats on the plane, some kind of chaos, I don't know. Side note, it's terrifying to me that flight is, like, that fragile that, like, we have to sit in certain seats to balance the plane so we don't plummet out of the sky, just me, I don't know, but... Um, so they moved me to a window seat, and I am almost always an aisle seat, and I, like, am claustrophobic, and I'm not scared of flying, but I just don't like to feel trapped, so I was, like, an aisle seat, but this man was fucking, man to the nth degree. I was literally pushed up against the side of the plane, like, touching the window. I was, like, squished up so much, and he, like, immediately asked me what I did for a living. I told him. He offered me a job, and I was, like, what? No, and he, like, worked for himself, of course. He, like, ran a little marketing company. That's great. Whatever. Do your thing, but then, like, 20 minutes later, he kept asking me questions about myself, trying to get to know me, and he asked me out And was like very clearly hitting on me made it clear that he was single he asked me if I was single he was like 20 years older than me which I guess is fine but no he wasn't no and then (laughs) he also took the time to mansplain therapy to me and how like therapists are overpaid and not that necessary and really we can all just decide in our minds to be happy and fine and I was like oh that's super sick can you tell me more about that because I would I didn't know it was just a decision because I would love to decide to be better that sounds really cool tell me more about me you know (laughs) love that and then he also was saying, I was telling him about some of my goals, and he was like, no, 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 I'm gonna tell you how to do this, and I was like, "Uh, okay, didn't ask, but okay, and he gave me some advice, and one of his pieces of advice was, I'm sorry, I'm sorry if y'all don't care about this story, but it's just fucking bananas to me, so he told me He was like, yeah, well, if you really want something, nothing is gonna get in your way of you getting it because when my wife and I divorced, I had nothing. I had no money and no home. I had $75, but she told me if I wanted to see my daughter that I had to move across the country so I could be where they are. And so I borrowed a car and gas money, and I drove across the country, and I broke into our old house, and I slept there, and I didn't have Water or electricity, but I slept there for two months until the police made me leave and and now I'm doing really great So I think you should just do whatever you need to do and I was like, oh That's you're literally a criminal. So I think I'm good on any advice from you but thank you and then he asked for my number and I truly don't know what's wrong with me, but like I'm sorry. He didn't ask for my number. He just pulled out his phone and pulled up his contacts and basically like just said, what is your number? And I need, I must get better at like telling people to fuck off. I don't do that. Like I'm so bad at that. And if you're mean to me or like rude, I can handle that. But, like, if you are just annoying or you're, like, interested in me and I'm not interested, I have a really hard time being like, no, thank you. I'm not interested. And that's not even that mean. I just don't know why I can't fucking do that. It's, like, my least, well, no. I was going to say my least favorite thing about myself, but uh, it makes, like, the top ten list easy. But it's just, like, so annoying to me that I can't be like, no, sir, like, I'm not interested. That's not hard to do but like I have to be able to like get to a point where I can do that because it's just like chaos and I don't need to be giving like creepy annoying men my number on airplanes. But that to be said we got off the airplane and a guy that I had spoken to while we were like boarding just briefly like in passing he was like oh how was your flight and I was like well (laughs) blah." Like gestures chaotically around me like it was fine <laughs> but I got asked out by someone and clearly don't know how to like enforce my boundaries because I wasn't interested and still gave him my number and he was like oh no that's too bad because you're about to get asked out again and I was like okay you can't see my face right now but I was into it he is a Scorpio, and he's, like, a little southern boy, but for some reason, I wasn't mad at it. I don't know. Whatever, (laughs) y'all. He, like, works on a barge, and I'm probably never gonna see him again, so it's not a big deal, but that's where I'm at. That's my week. That's 10 minutes of nonsense nobody asked for, but, uh, yeah. That's that on that. I got some other updates for y'all, too, though, because today... I took a half day at work and y'all i got botox <laughs> okay before i get any like hate or shade don't because if you don't want to get botox don't get botox if you think that you look perfect without it you do and that's fine there is no need for anyone to ever do anything that they don't want to do if you are happy with yourself how you are wonderful i'm happy for you too however If you feel like there are things that you could do to improve how you feel about the way you look, you should do them. (laughs) Period. Like, it's not complicated. So, I have noticed, like, I already look like I'm 12, but I have noticed, like, I'm 26, and lately my laugh lines, like my little crow's feet by my eyes, have gotten deeper than they have been in the past. And so, I went in for a little consultation about getting like Botox or something and she was like yeah it actually is better if you start younger because you need less as time goes on I don't know if that's bullshit or not I really don't care it doesn't matter because I wanted it anyways and so I went ahead and did it and I got um Dysport which is like she said Dysport and Botox are like Nike and Adidas like they're both the same thing it's just different brands but they have like slightly different effects So I got this part, and um, I got eight units beside each eye, and it's like $10 a unit. Listen, you're supposed to see results within like five days, and then they last like three to four months. I literally walked outside and immediately saw results, and I am shook, shook to my core. It looks phenomenal, so natural like, it's one of those things where I sent people, I told people I was getting Botox, and they were like, bitch, where, but then I sent them the before and afters, and they were like, holy shit, like, it's one of those things where, like, you wouldn't ever know I needed it until I got it, and then it was like, oh, yeah, that's a level up for sure, it looks so good, I'm so happy with it, um, and I truly, like, 100%, I have a high pain tolerance, but, like, I truly did not feel it like I did not feel the needle um she said they use a teeny teeny tiny insulin needle and like they don't even numb you like you I did not feel a thing I had um a little bit of filler put in my top lip in like 2017 and it's dissolved since then it's not there anymore but my lips are already full but the top one is like always a little bit uneven so I tried filler out It ended up not being, for me, like, it looked fine, but I didn't feel like it made a huge difference and wasn't worth the money for me, but that motherfucker hurt like a bitch. Like, I have sat through five hour long tattoo sessions that hurt less than that filler did, and they even numbed me before, but this Botox, like, I truly didn't feel it, not even at all. So, if you're on the fence about it, I recommend it personally. I am obsessed. So, love that for me also when i was leaving there was a little boba tea place and i was like okay go off i will get a little boba tea that's cute but i don't fuck with boba i just wanted the tea and so i was like could i get like a matcha like an iced matcha latte but i don't want the boba and they were like yes you can and so i got one and was delicious that is not important like none of this is important i'm just telling y'all about my day and about my week but I just personally hate boba. Like, if I, I'm i just in a place where, like, if I wanted to suck on balls, I would reactivate my Tinder profile, you know? <laughs> I don't really have any other personal updates. Oh, my God, yes, I do. I have one more thing. <laughs> this is totally unrelated. But, guys, I just, okay, if you are new, you probably don't know this, but if you've been a while, been around for a while, you probably know that one of my hobbies in life, like, my greatest joys is watching youtube videos and reading the comments like cringy youtube videos and reading the comments is nothing better in my life it is the pinnacle of comedy to me i can't get enough so there is this channel uh i don't know why i said it like that but vogue has like a youtube channel and they have like beauty people do like beauty videos or tutorials like celebrities do they're like watch Kylie Jenner's morning routine, whatever. I don't subscribe to them, but they show up for some reason in my, like, discover section, and one of them today was, like, model Camilla Rowe, or Camilla Rowe, does, like, a perfect French beauty makeup tutorial, and I was, like, okay, I fuck with that. So, I watched the video, and this bitch, I do not know who this person is. She's apparently, like, a model and actress. She was she has, like, a French accent, but she had such a weird voice, and, like, I'm not trying to be mean. I've just truly really never heard anybody sound like that, and I was, like, well, that is an accent for sure, and I scrolled down, in the top comment said, why does this girl sound like Stitch, and I truly cried for, like, 10 minutes. Like, I was weeping because she sounded exactly like Stitch, and I can't even like I can't breathe. I'm gonna link the video below because it is the funniest thing I've seen in a minute. Like I just can't. I don't know if that's your sense of humor but if you enjoy like making fun of things I can't recommend it highly enough. (laughs) So that was a lot of nonsense but I just wanted to like talk to y'all a little bit. Blah, Blah blah blah. Oh my god like I literally can't speak. I'm having a stroke. So I wanted to talk to y'all a little bit and just keep things light and a little bit fun I know things have been heavy okay I know that things around here especially have been kind of heavy but that is what this looks like sometimes when you're like on this healing journey sometimes things are gonna be heavier but um Saturn did go direct last week and things are just oh maybe not last week maybe two weeks ago either way Things are just feeling lighter for me, I'm feeling really good, um, and so I wanted to do a lighter, ugh, I just hit my keyboard, but I wanted to do a lighter, more fun, frothy episode for you so we can just talk about something a little bit, um, fun and silly and, like, not be so heavy and so serious with this one. So, by the title you can probably tell that we're gonna talk about Soulmates and Twin Flames and like I said, if you're new and you don't know, I am a witch. I am specifically a solitary moon witch. Um, it sounded like I said wench. I'm that too, but I'm gonna keep you. Um, <laughs> I am a goon today. Like, I'm a rambunctious king today. <laughs> But yeah, so we will talk about what all of that means, what a twin flame soulmate, all of that stuff means um, in this episode. But before we do that, we'll just take a quick break and then we'll be right back and we'll get into it. Alright y'all, so you have all your subscriptions, you have your streaming services and your fun boxes that you get delivered to your house every month, so why not also get a book delivered to your house every month? You know I love to read. It was my New Year's resolution this year, and it really has been truly wonderful, um, and that is why I'm so excited to partner with Book of the Month Club with their young adult books. So if you sign up, you can go to the link below. It's bit.ly slash bratreads, that's B-R-A-T-R-E-A-D-S, And you will get your first book for $9.99 and after that it's only $14.99 a month. That is such a good deal, it's hard to find quality books that you like even if you're having to go to the store and leave your house and search and browse for them. So this is such a wonderful way to encourage yourself to read more. You have one book a month, I know you can do it, and you'll feel good about it too. So you really can't beat it. So check out the link below, check out book of the month, young adult, and I don't think you'll regret it. Guys, I am so excited about this sponsor. If you have been listening for a while, or even if you're brand new to the show, you probably know how passionate I am about therapy. Therapy has completely changed my life, and I want everyone I know to be in therapy. That said, it's not that easy for everyone, or at least it wasn't until now. BetterHelp is changing the way we experience therapy by giving us access to secure online text, chat, phone, or video conferencing with licensed professional counselors. If you get matched with a counselor and you don't feel like it's a good fit, you can request a new counselor at any time. And BetterHelp is even more affordable and more convenient than traditional therapy. There's no waiting rooms. And if you get started today, you can even get 10% off your first month. So to do that, you just need to go to betterhelp.com BratLife, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com BratLife, and you will get 10% off your first month. Oof, hello. We're back um you sooner than me because i got distracted and went down a rabbit hole on my instagram so we're gonna talk about twin flames soulmates what are they what's the difference what do you want etc okay i'm gonna tell you the definition of each based sort of on what i guess is commonly understood And then we're going to talk about what other people think about them, what I think about them, what you can do to attract, whatever it is you're trying to attract, etc. Okay? So, basically a soulmate is thought to be someone with whom you have a soul connection. So, this is going to be someone that you feel an instant connection with someone that you're drawn to, someone you maybe feel like you've known forever, even when you just meet, someone that's easy to be around. A twin flame is believed to be someone from which you have had your soul separated, and you have sort of a twin soul, and you have a very intense, fiery connection with this person. So this person can be like a very intense love and they will be like a typically like very impactful on your life. That's sort of the baseline of what we're working with when we're talking about these things. The thing is that goes from here is that there are different schools of thought on how these different types of relationships, so soulmate versus twin flame manifest, and what they look like when they're in your life. So I'm going to sort of explain what other people think, and we're going to talk about why I disagree. And <laughs> take a little sip of my boba tea without the boba. It's pretty good. It's real thick though. I'll probably put some ice in that Um, okay so a lot of people especially in the like spiritual community believe that your soulmate is someone that can be like uh, a friend or companion or like a love of your life but that it is not intense in like a romantic way like it is just someone that like i said you have a soul connection with that maybe you knew in a past life and a lot of times can help you find sort of like for lack of a better phrase like your people so just that you can sort of notice if you have an instant connection with someone or you feel like it's super easy to be yourself around someone that is a soulmate but that's really all it is and it isn't like the pinnacle of what you're looking for in terms of like a one true love which we can talk about that phrase and like a one true love when i get to what i'm talking about later that said a lot of people think that a twin flame relationship is like this is one soul that has been split into two so you have like a twin you have like an equal sometimes an equal and opposite part like this person is you share half of the same soul you are destined to find each other in every lifetime if you believe in multiple lives or if you just believe in this one life you are destined to find your twins your twin flame they are going to be your most intense your one true love your life time once in a lifetime romance there's nothing you can do to sever this bond you are meant to be together you will find your way back to one another it is just emblazoned with passion fire and romance and this is the one for you That is a narrative that is really perpetuated in the witch and spiritual community and that's fine if that's what you believe. I would like to talk about why I don't believe that at all in my experiences with Soulmate Twin Flame Connections and sort of how I use all of this in my own life. So for me, I'm gonna start with a soulmate. So I do believe, like a lot of people do, that soulmates can be platonic, they can be familial, they can be romantic. I think that in someone's life, they will have probably a lot of soulmates. I think that for me, like I know that my dad was a soulmate for me. I have friends that are soulmates for me. And I think that we have, there are a few people in my life that I think we have lived multiple lives together. Um, And I think that it's easy for me to be myself around those people. A lot of times those friendships bud really quickly um, just because we feel like we've known each other forever. It's very easy to be around each other. Um, We feel like we know everything about each other pretty instantly. I don't think that for soulmates that it has to be like, I think sort of if you go outside of the spiritual community, a lot of these sort of like layman terms sort of understanding of what a soulmate is, is that you have this one person that's your soulmate and they're perfect for you and that's the person you're going to be with. And I don't believe that. I don't actually believe that there is like a one true love for any of us i think that most of us throughout our lives will have multiple loves i think those loves typically look different like your first love is gonna look very different from your second love and your second love is gonna look very different from usually the person you end up spending your life with and your life partner and I think all of those people can be soulmates. I also think our souls over time can like grow and shift and mature so that's not like odd or unusual to me and that makes sense to me. The thing with twin flames (laughs) is that um here's the thing. This is hard for a lot of people to hear, I think especially if you're the type of person that dabbles in spirituality or you sort of are adjacent to the spiritual community and you've read like an article on Cosmopolitan about how to find your twin flame, this is probably going to be not your favorite thing you've ever heard, but I also don't care, that's fine. Um, I think it's important to say these things because I think there is a lot of like a misdirection about soulmates and twin flames from from people that want to like be relevant or be talking about things that are gonna make people feel good but when I am delivering messages from my spirit guides or even if I'm doing a tarot reading or anything like that I want to say what I'm saying to you with as much kindness as possible, but I'm also not interested in making you feel good. I'm interested in being kind and I'm interested in being considerate, but making you feel good isn't my job. Your feelings are your job. My job is to speak truth to people in as kind a way as I can. And so that's what I do (laughs) most of the time. And um, so. Twin flames for me are usually pretty problematic relationships. I do think that most people have one twin flame. Um, I don't know if everybody meets their twin flame. I think it's something with a lot of spirituality. It's like, I don't know if anyone that doesn't believe in magic ever experiences it. And I don't know if anyone who doesn't believe in, you know things in the spiritual realm if you're closed off to it i do think the universe can still like care and provide for you but like you might miss opportunities if you don't know to look for them or to capitalize on them because free will exists in my opinion So, like, yes, the universe can guide us and push us and lay a path for us, but ultimately it's up to us to be aware of it and notice it and, like, take advantage of it, for lack of a better word, or, like, take that opportunity upon ourselves to embark on. So you may meet your twin flame and meet your soulmate and pass them right up if you're not looking and you're not interested. In my mind there are people that disagree. There are people that think that, you know, there's nothing you could possibly miss. If you're meant to have it, you're meant to have it. And to a certain degree, I think if you are manifesting things, and you're tuned in, and you're working on things, and you're meant to have something, and you're asking for it with gratitude, that you will have it. But I think you have to have that awareness. Otherwise, like, you don't know what you don't have. If you don't know it's missing sort of thing. I don't know if that makes sense, but whatever. So in my opinion, I think that twin flame relationships are exactly that. I think they're usually quite fiery. I think they usually are very passionate, but I think with passion a lot of times comes volatility. And I sort of think of soulmates as like a watery version, and I associate soulmates with like, water energy. And I associate twin flames with fire and like fire energy. So that should sort of lay a foundation for how I view the two. I think that twin flames usually come into your life and make you feel very alive. I they usually help you to learn and understand things about yourself that you otherwise would not know. They can help you unlock parts of yourself that you were scared of or that you were unaware of, and they can bring out sometimes the worst in us. Um, If we are faced with someone who is our equal and opposite, that can oftentimes look very chaotic, very messy, and very... um, It can be very painful. It can be very, are we, aren't we? It can be very on again, off again, highs and lows, very up and down, very unstable. The thing about fire is that it is life-giving and it is necessary and we need warmth and we need it for sustenance, but it's also hard to control and it can get out of hand very quickly. So, I think when you're dealing with a twin flame relationship, a lot of times people are in a mindset that this is the one. And I really like to caution people from that because I think it is sometimes someone, or you oftentimes someone, not the one, but someone that is going to come into your life and change you forever. And sometimes when you have a very intense change like that, and you're never the same, it is for your highest and greatest good. And you will never get onto the path that you're destined to be on without having met this person. And it is usually like fixed in your life that like you will meet them and interact with them and they will impact you in a very like clear, identifiable way. But that usually means something very impactful happens in that relationship and it's not always a great thing it can be i've just found in my personal experience and in the experiences of countless people i know and know of that twin flame relationships are usually on the toxic side and they typically don't end well usually there's a sort of scorched earth somebody gets burned any other fire analogies you can think of scenario happening where you walk away from that person having learned a lot about them a lot about yourself and you're forever changed and I know in my personal twin flame relationship I absolutely had that so when that it was on and off for a year and a half and when that ended it was literally the worst thing that had ever happened to me i thought that i was going to die from it like i was so heartbroken i it took me a year to get over it and i did tons of therapy tons of reprocessing i did spells i did magic i did everything i journaled i manifested i did everything and it worked but it took so much time and i'm just now in a place where i'm over it uh you know just now in the past few months in a place where i'm actually over it and very much at peace with it and on top of that super super grateful it happened because i would never be where i am i would never be the person i am today without that relationship having had happened to me um but it didn't end well and it was hurtful and painful and volatile but all of that pain like churned the soil and made it super fertile for growth um and I think that is what a lot of twin flame relationships look like if you feel like you've met your twin flame And everything is wonderful and you're not having any issues, I hope that this doesn't scare you. Um, That's wonderful for you and that's great. It might be that um, you have a different scenario, but for most people I know of, when they encounter a twin flame, they're like, oh it just it feels hard, like it feels like work and it doesn't feel easy, like I thought this was supposed to be the one, I thought it was supposed to be just effortless and a lot of the times it's not the case a lot of times I feel like my spirit guides have led me to believe that twin flame relationships are brought into your life to teach you a lot and make you do a lot of hard work and a lot of introspection and it is ultimately if you're willing to do all of that work for your absolute best and you will have this like fertile soil that has been like scorched and you can use that to plant new seeds and to grow new life and to blossom into what your ultimate goal is and that sort of brings us to like well then what is the ultimate goal? I'm single and it's not my favorite thing in the world but I'm learning to love myself and be my own true love and my own soulmate and As someone that really struggles with codependency, I am trying to figure out what that looks like for me. So, I don't know if I should be dating right now. I'm not dating right now, so it's okay. It's not, like, the most timely issue, but the thing is, I have thought about my addiction to dating in a similar way that I have processed my substance addictions that I've overcome. And... When I was able to think about it in that way, it was super helpful for me because I realized that I was, by going to men that sort of perpetuated this cycle of like emotional unavailability and toxicity that I dealt with with my twin flame, um, I was really chasing a high. So that getting reeled in and getting pulled in and pulled under and really feeling overcome with emotion and numb and I could kind of like even dissociate from my body and my feelings and just live in this like suspended reality where i was hyper focused on romance and physical touch and a physical world i got a high from that but then when the relationship got rocky which it always did because i was coming from the wrong place um or not the wrong place but a place not rooted in like self-care and self-love then that was honoring my needs then like when it got rocky and when it started to crash I started to crash and like the high went away and I hit that real low which is exactly the cycle that I went through with substances and alcohol and learning that about myself is super helpful because I know the high isn't worth it with substances. And really, if you think about it, it's not either with relationships because you don't want those super high highs, super low lows. That cycle gets old eventually and you realize you can't do it anymore physically, emotionally. Your body just can't take it anymore. So, you start to seek something more moderate and something in the middle that just provides you sort of a steady stream of contentment and happiness. And you have to start with all of that with self-love and everything in that, everything in that like section of things we're talking about is rooted in you. Everything that you're looking for externally, you have to turn around and solve those things and achieve those things and let those things come to fruition within yourself. So if you're lonely, you need to like yeah it's normal to be lonely we're communal creatures we want to have companionship but you need to turn that around and look at yourself and like be introspective and curious about why it's hard for you to be alone because ultimately you will never attract your life partner which if that's your goal um which I'm just saying that because it's mine um You'll never attract that if you're looking for external solutions to internal problems. So you need to be in a place first where you are fully content within yourself and your life is everything that you want it to be. And you have everything you want and you are everything you want to be so that when someone comes up to you, you're not going to accept... I heard, so let me back up. So I heard a, I think it was a comedian actually, but he was saying, and I'm sorry, I don't remember who it is, but he was saying, if you love yourself at 20% and someone comes up to you and loves you at 30%, you're going to think they're giving you the world. But that's actually less than half. And that just was so like poignant for me because If you don't love yourself enough, you're going to settle for less than enough. And so you want to be in a place where you fully love yourself and everything about yourself and your life, and you're fully contented. So that when someone comes up to the table empty-handed, you can say, there aren't any seats here for you. But if someone comes up to the table with something to offer that you don't already have, you can consider if that's something that would add value to you, to your table. And that is something that I am working on and something I have a lot of work to do on. It's not easy. It's super fucking hard. Of course it is. If it wasn't hard, everyone would be in a happy relationship. Divorce wouldn't exist, etc. But the thing is, not everyone is doing this work. And if you do, I believe personally that you can absolutely attract what you're looking for. And so, if you are confused on how to attract a soulmate or a twin flame, I personally never encourage anyone to manifest a twin flame. I think if you're going to encounter a twin flame, it needs to happen on its own. But if that's something you want to rush along into your life, I, I mean, go for it. I'm not going to ever help anyone do that, but uh, you might be able to find a witch or a spiritual worker that will that is up to you. That said, if you are personally trying to find quote-unquote the one, which we don't believe in here, but if you're trying to find the person that you believe you're meant to spend your life with, that we can do. So what I do for that is when I'm doing manifestation work, which I'm not going to talk about how to do that on this episode because I have before in past episodes. You can go look it up. I manifest very specifically, my life partner and soulmate. And I say, my life partner is my soulmate, and my soulmate is my life partner and my husband. And those are things I say. So you can take what resonates and leave what doesn't, but personally, if I were you, and I were doing any sort of manifestation work to attract the person I'm meant to spend my life with, I would use the phrase life partner. I think it's best to be ultra specific about what we want when we're doing manifestation work. Otherwise, you just have to be careful what you wish for. That is really all I have to say about the subject. If you ever want any guidance or things like that, you can slide in my personal DMs at all things shy. It's always linked below. And I am happy to give guidance there if I can. Um, but yeah, I just thought this would be fun to talk about, and I hope you liked it, and I hope you learned something, and I hope that you never try to manifest or force a twin flame relationship. If you're wondering if you should let him go, you should. Like, if you're asking that question, you already know the answer. And if you are someone that struggles with codependency issues and treating others better than you treat yourself and putting other people on a pedestal. (laughs) that's a it crowd joke if you get it you get it um i have a little mantra for you that i actually want my codependency sponsor helped me with this week um and i really felt like it resonated and she said you need the opposite of like treat others how you want to be treated because you treat others better than you treat yourself and you give more care and attention to people than you do yourself so you need to treat yourself how you want to treat others treat yourself how you want to treat others (laughs) if you are struggling with this particular thing if you're not that's not going to resonate and that's fine like I always say take what resonates and leave what doesn't but um I think that's super cool and I like that thought a lot and um just to know that you are capable of loving yourself fully and living your best life without someone but when you get to a place where you're doing that you are going to effortlessly attract your life partner into your life. I believe that for myself and I believe that for all of you so that's all I have um, for the bitch or brag portion of the week, I'm just gonna brag on my Botox, because I love it so much, (laughs) I think it looks super great, and I'm very happy with it, and I will post a selfie when it's all good to go in five days, but yeah, I mean, I just couldn't be happier, check out the website, it's linked below, if you want to, please follow me on Twitter, it is free, it's free, did you know, uh, do that, and it's just, Linked below, it's BratLifePod. I tweet and I have like 18 followers, and honestly, I feel like it's a crime. Like, I feel like I'm. I tweet things, you know? But I'm tweeting, I'm doing it. So, follow me if you're into people doing things. Follow me on Instagram if you don't want to go to prison, because I am going to put out some seriously cute. October content and if you miss it you're gonna just like you don't want that kind of FOMO in your life you know like you just don't I post every single day and I don't know if you guys know this but it's free crazy right I know get yourself over to Instagram and follow Brat Life Pod linked below the song of the week this week literally just came out today when I'm recording this it is called Good Thing and it's by Zed featuring Kaywani and it is the best self-love song I have heard in a very, very long time. Like, I know Lizzo's whole album. I was going to make Soulmate the song of the week, but I'll put that on the playlist, too. But that's all great. It's great. But seriously, this song, the lyrics, I just spoke to me in a, on another level. I absolutely love it. I think it's such a good self-love song. And I think if we're talking about manifesting any sort of external relationship, we need to start within and that's what I'm trying to work on and it is definitely a work in progress but progress is perfection you know so that is all I have for y'all I hope you enjoyed this sort of different episode um if you like it leave for at life a five star one sentence review um if you say nice things about me it really um helps me sleep better at night and that's great um and so yeah please do that and if you haven't done that yet uh you will get I was gonna say like cursed but that felt kind of mean and I couldn't commit to it so just do it please um if you do it once you never have to do it again you know don't you like checking things off your to-do list I do all right, happy Libra season, by the way, I forgot to say that at the beginning, go flirt with someone, (laughs) and don't make up your mind on where you want to eat, you know, okay, love you guys so much, I'll see you next week, uh, well, I won't, but I'll talk to you, you know, how podcast works, and until then, stay bratty.